0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And before we go, you're probably wondering, Jalen, you've been gone for like two weeks. What happened? Well, one week I went out of town. I went to, uh, what, California. And last week I started a whole new job and it just got busy. So I'm back. I'm back. We're back on our <laughs> regularly scheduled program. I want to thank you guys that's been holding out. Thank you guys that's been waiting. And thank you guys that are still here. So, again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. And I'm not... I'm. I... There's a lot to talk about and... The, one, the first thing I want to talk about, and I think the biggest news that happened, um, happened yesterday, which was the California governor signed a bill that allows NCAA athletes to earn uh, sponsorship income. Pretty much saying that you can earn money off your name. Now, I think last episode I talked about how important this was and how this hopefully is a step for something new. Now, before it, it was just in the proposal stage. Uh, we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. But now that we know, and now that the California governor signed it or signed the bill, and I think he signed it on the, the shop with LeBron James. But now this, we're real, California pretty much put all their chips in the middle of the pile. They understand that players, especially today. And the, the, the sports in, in general is, has changed. Back in the day, um, when you thought about a school, you just thought about the athletics. You thought about um, uh, UCLA basketball. You think about Kentucky basketball, North Carolina basketball. It wasn't really it, it was mostly around the, the, the team. But today, you know, with the social media age and the age of player individuality, now you're starting to see that now. When I think of Duke, I think of Kyrie Irving, or I think of Marvin Bagley, or I think of, when I think North Carolina, I think Michael Jordan, or um, I, 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 Cole Anthony. Now, it's there's so much money that can be that that is made off of a player's name in college basketball, and even college football. Look at uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, look at ton uh, Valoa or whatever, say his name. I like that California did this, but now we're really about to see just how, how, how much the NCAA either is or is not willing to change. Now that the uh, California governor signed this law, and I think that a couple other states and a couple other conferences are are willing to uh, join the fray. I guess you can say you're really about to see just how either up to date the NCAA is, or how or how rigid it is, because, because because California signed this law, now the NCAA can come back and say, you know what, all schools from California. Is not eligible for uh, March Madness, or not eligible for any tournaments, any um, any any wins. All your wins can be vacated because the the, the NCAA understands how much money they will lose if players under and players in schools start to understand like California understands how much money these players can make and you also make it I I talked about this last time but you you make it kind of difficult for the players like do you want to go to a school where you can make money now and still hope you know to get drafts or anything but you won't be playing in March you won't be playing for any anything really much except for money and exposure or are you or do you want to go the the, the North Carolina Duke route, uh, where you go to college, and you ain't getting no money, but you, you you can play deep into March and you can get that exposure and you can play for a national championship. The NCAA now, it, it I I don't I don't believe that they'll they'll bend and be like you know what you're right these players deserve to make money because you even saw before when the the bill was even proposed how they said that it's a uh what did, what did they say it's uh it's not constitutional like making money off my name is not constitutional for me because you don't make money and that's that's where the i this where the n c w a is and again kudos to california uh i did read that there are a couple other uh states that are Pretty much ready to join California, but now it's it's up to the NCAA to see what they're gonna do. I don't I don't see them changing, but I do. In fact, I don't see them changing willingly. Now, if states like North Carolina, if they uh, if they join this bill, because then you have North Carolina, you have Duke, you have NC State. If, if states like um, what's another? If states like Kentucky. Do this, or if states like I don't know Oregon, especially Oregon with with Nike and everything. If they do this, or they join this bill, then I st- I think you'll start to see some changes. Yes, California has UCLA and they have um, USC and and schools like that, but when we think of, and I'm just I'm just talking about college basketball right now. If you look at and even you know, and even if you want to go to college football, if, if states like South Carolina, because then you have Clemson. If states like Alabama, if states like uh, I said South Carolina, if states like like Texas, oh man, if Texas does this, then you'll really start to you'll then start to force NCAA the NCAA's hand to, to adjust and to change because at that point. Like, say North Carolina and South Carolina uh, say, you know, they're this bill. That means, and, and then the NCAA says, hey, okay, you can't play for any wins. You can't play for any um, tournaments, any, any anything. And that means you don't have North Carolina, which is the blue, but you don't have Kentucky. I mean, not, I'm sorry, you don't have Duke. You don't have Clemson for uh, football. You don't have NC State. You don't have South Carolina, Gamecocks. The NCAA understands that the only way that they'll make as much money as possible is you don't make money. And when I say you, I mean the athlete. So, kudos to California. I love the bill. I love the fact that players are starting to, to, to or players especially just in California right now, can get money off their name. But now we're going to see just how rigid the NCAA is so you know hopefully more more prominent states and this is no disrespect to any other states but when we're talking about you know we yeah california knock knock some of the big names off like i say ucla uh usc you know they knock those names out but especially when we're talking about the 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 just in sports in general when, if you get a, if you get a, oh man! If you get like a Florida, if you get like a North Carolina, if you get like a South Carolina, if you get like an Alabama to join onto this bill, then you'll be forcing <laughs> Texas to join this. But then you'll be forcing the NCAA to have to, have to change their ways because at that point you're losing major blue bloods uh, schools in, in both basketball and. Um, Football. So, shouts out to shouts out to California. Um, and since we're on college, college, let's talk about college football. I'm not gonna go into depth about everything that's going on. That's not what I'm doing. But what I will say is, I'm. We're starting to see a couple things develop in 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 the college, at least this year in college football. One, I don't know what the hell is going on with Clemson's offense. Clemson, now I understand that you lost a lot of players on defense, but their offense looks so lost. They almost lost to, was it Army? They almost lost to Army and they almost lost, no, Michigan almost lost. they almost lost to UNC, UNC, what, Saturday. And if it wasn't for UNC missing a two-point conversion, they would have lost. So... They and they haven't had a staple win, like they haven't had that signature win. Clemson, yes, they're undefeated, and yes, they're they're ranked second right now in the nation, but they don't look like the second best team in the nation. They look awful, like, and and, and again, I, it's it's still what four weeks in, they haven't really played a juggernaut yet, and we kind of knew that they, they they still have a chance to go undefeated. But once you go on the feed and once you play the, the, the schedule that they play, you have to start looking at the way in which you're winning. Because like like Alabama. Alabama usually plays a cupcake schedule. Then of course they play some tough, like they play Auburn's, they play Mississippi uh Mississippi States. But most of their um schedule is cupcakes but they blast though like they beat people 70 to zero because they understand while they play cupcakes they have to win convincingly north carolina is always a tough place for clemson to play but north carolina is nowhere close to as good as they were maybe two three years ago so clemson shouldn't be struggling as much as they struggled with north carolina so Yes, kudos. they're still ranked second, um, and they're still undefeated, but Clemson I, I said before, we did like a I did like a college football preview quickly. I said that Clemson and Alabama were leaps and bounds or or they were the best two teams by country mile. It was Cal- it was Clemson, Alabama, then a distant third. After four weeks into the season, I can I can honestly say that I right now my prediction looks quite wrong. Right now it looks like Alabama is is Alabama's wide receivers might they might have the greatest collection of wide receivers on any team. Like I've ever seen. Now of course I I'm not saying they are the greatest. I don't want people in my comments. I don't want people hitting me up. You know, give me I don't know. I'm not saying they're the greatest, but what I'm saying is they might be the greatest that I've ever seen because they have three, three or four people that can get 10 catches for 250 yards easily in a game. I think they just had one that broke the Alabama record uh, on Saturday. I think he caught like six for like 270 or something. So <laughs> and they're so good. They showed a video. They play rock, paper, scissors um, to see who's going to do the, who's going to run the touchdown route. And, and and most times out of 10, that route does produce a touchdown. So, again, <laughs> right now it's looking like Alabama is a clear-cut best. Then Ohio State looks, looks, man, Ohio State looks really good. You have Chase Young, and you have the young quarterback that I don't know what it is about. It's just it's like they they had uh, JT Barrett, they had um, Dwayne Haskins, they have the guy now. It's it's like rinse and repeat with these schools, man. It's like they don't they don't miss a step now. What I will say is Ohio State's defense outside of Chase Young looks a little sketchy, but they are blasting people too, so. You know, Alabama looks really good. Um, Clemson looks shaky. Uh, Notre Dame looks okay, but we all know how Notre Dame is. I mean, once you play like an actual good school, you kind of get blasted. Um, uh, Ohio State looks good, but but before we before we get off of college football, we had to talk about Michigan. You see, the thing about John Harbaugh is John Harbaugh was known to be a, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh was known to be a quarterback whisperer. He's known to be able to, um, find the quarterback and do what they have to do, you know, do do what they have to do to get the best out of a quarterback. And what we've seen is when Jim Harbaugh accepted the, the, the job from Michigan, they were expected to do great things. They were expected to win national championships or at least compete for national championships. They were expected to be the best at the Big Ten, and they were expected to do so much, especially especially last year and this year, with the Big Ten being down last year and them having the clear-cut best roster on the Big Ten and this year bringing back Shea Patterson and bringing back a lot of their players, they were expected to, to, to run away with the division or run away with the conference. And Jim Harbaugh was expected to... While Jim Harbaugh hasn't done a bad job in Michigan, he hasn't done the job that they thought that Jim Harbaugh, like I said, was 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 ready to bring championships and Big Ten Big Ten conference uh, champions and and put Michigan back to where it used to be. But what we've seen what we've seen is Michigan. Shea Patterson's trash. I'm gonna just be real with you. Shea Patterson has struggled mightily mightily, and it's not just this year it's he he just struggles Mich- we saw all right so miss Mich- let's, let's talk about this year Michigan should have lost the army Michigan didn't look too good against middle Tennessee even though they won by nineteen they didn't look that good to middle Tennessee. yes, they blasted Rutgers, but it's Rutgers but When they played a legit good school in Wisconsin, Wisconsin beat the brakes off them. And after that, then you start hearing the, should they fire Jim Harbaugh? Should they fire Jim Harbaugh? Again, Jim Harbaugh has not done a bad job. Jim Harbaugh has not done, has not, Jim Harbaugh hasn't done, has, while he hasn't, while his success rate hasn't been what they expected, he hasn't done a bad job. But you can, when you have a school like Michigan, you expect, which I don't understand, maybe because of the history, but Michigan ain't really been good in a while, so I don't understand why they expect so much, but it's okay, I digress. When you have a school like Michigan, you expect greatness, and he hasn't produced greatness. He's produced good but not great, which is why you hear almost every week Should Jim Harbaugh be fired? I don't think Jim Harbaugh should be fired, but I also understand that college football fans, college football um, front offices, college football teams sometimes have unrealistic expectations. Like, think about it. I said, and I, and I just talked about this earlier, I said before we started that. It was Alabama, Clemson, and a distant third. And that third was not Michigan. And if I saw that and I knew that, don't you think that college coaches and college front offices got knew that? So when you look at a school like Michigan, Michigan, there's no, I don't care if they play their best. Everyone on that team's game sliders go all the way up in every category. They're still not better than Michigan. I mean, no, they're still not better than Alabama. And they're still not better than Clemson on their best day. They're not even better than Ohio State on their best day. Now, their defense might be better than Ohio State's, but still. So if I knew this, what do you expect, fans? At that point, you have to look at front offices and you have to to, say you have to be real with yourself. Has Jim Harbaugh done a bad job? No. Has he done a great job? No. Has he done a good job? Yes. You have to understand, then you have to ask yourself, is good, good enough? And what you hear from fans, what you hear from TV analysts is clearly not. Clearly not. Even though we remember what Michigan was before Harbaugh. And how much of a laughing stock they were before Harbaugh. When the last coach was there, I'm not going to say any names. But you expect Harbaugh to take that and put them in the national championship conversation. I thought they were going to win the national championship last year. Or at least be in the final four until they lost. they got... There's a the difference between losing... And getting smacked. When they got smacked by Ohio State last year, it was like, yeah, they're not ready. And when they got smacked by Wisconsin this year, it's like, nah, they're not ready. So, you really, you how much weight do you put on Jim Harbaugh? How much weight do you put on the players? Because Shea Patterson, while you expect Jim Harbaugh to be a quarterback guru, the quarterback still has to be good. Shea Patterson has, has looked exactly the same every single time I've seen him. Shea Patterson has done nothing That's innovative. So it's like, what are we really expecting? So, again, right now it's looking like to me, the best two teams are Alabama and Ohio State. Clemson, uh, they're still good, but they they need to get their their act together, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But it's, you know, uh, I'm excited to see just how just how the season is going it continues to advance you know what i mean cuz again i can i have i can i can i don't for first of all unless they lose to like south carolina's which i don't see i don't see clemson losing i don't see alabama losing unless they lose to auburn uh, cuz auburn is going to be a tough game but outside of that, I don't. May, they might. I, I don't know if they play Florida, but they might lose. No, because Felipe. So no, I I, just, I, I don't see them two losing. So I see both of them, at least in the final four, and that's the one time where I can I can see at least Clemson losing because if they have to match up against a a Ohio State or something like that, I, I I could see them losing that one. So you know we'll see how it goes. We will definitely see how it goes. Um. Staking the football, let's go to the NFL. There's a lot that's been in the NFL the first four weeks. Um, let's uh, quickly, since it's kind of old news now, kind of old new news. Let's I'm gonna briefly talk about because again, when the AB news broke, I didn't do the podcast because I was I was out of town. But AB quit football. We know that, um, and he he's been going on. Twitter beefs or Twitter wars with former players, current players, former like, analysts. And I said this before, and uh, I'll say it again. Life is about owning up to your things. There are times when there are things that are out of your control. And then there are times where things that are totally in your control. What's happening to A.B. right now is completely in his control. A.B., when right, when focused, is arguably the best wide receiver in the league today. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. He's probably go down as one of the best route running receivers ever, one of the best, not the best, and because of him, because of the way that he goes about things, he's not in the league, he quit, you know, people ask, uh, and I I don't know if I said this, I did, but I'll say it again. You can see when AB this whole thing, the whole saga started, and that's when the raiders find AB. People ask, "It's just a fine. Why? What did it, you know? It's it's just a fine. Why he, he goes crazy over a fine?" I come back with saying, "When did you ever see?" The Pittsburgh Steelers find A B. They didn't find him for the multiple um, on-camera fuse that he had on the sideline of games. They didn't find him for being late to practices. They didn't find him for being late to meetings or or, or going to meetings and looking disinterested, being on his phone. They didn't find him for the famous locker room uh, Facebook Live incident that he did. They didn't find him for uh, going back and forth with teammates. They didn't find him with going back and forth with coaches. He was never held accountable in Pittsburgh. Not once. Every time A.B. did something, Mike Tomlin pretty much was like, you know, we're going to keep it in-house. We're going to discipline him, blah, blah, blah. He's always part of the team. It is what it is. Because, because they did not discipline him, it's like a child. If you don't discipline a child young or discipline them when they do something the first or second time, no, the first time, they're going to continue to do it. They're going to continue to do it. And then when you do a final discipline, they're going to look at you like, why why are you disciplining me now if you've never done that? A.B. was never disciplined or A.B. was never held accountable for his actions in um, Pittsburgh. And because of this. Once you are held accountable for your actions in Oakland or L.A. now, No, Vegas, whatever the, the Raiders are. You start. You, you, it's confusing to you. You start to be combative a lot more because it's like if 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 I was able to do this here why can't I do this here? so when you go to when you go from the Raiders to a non a non nonsense allowing team like the Patriots what, what do you expect what do you expect is going to happen you're gonna he costs himself so much money, and I think he filed like nine grievances to get 61000000 million. I'm going to let you know now. He's not getting not none of that. Because in his contract, each contract states, you know, if we cut you by this date, we don't have to pay you. And the thing is, I understand if, if, if he comes, if he goes into the meetings like they had no right to cut me. But that is not true. It is, it is clearly documented, especially with Oakland, especially with um, the Patriots. They have every right. Oakland, you, you showed up late to practices. You, sh- you showed up late to, uh, to, to film meetings. You, you, you went at the, the GM calling him racial slurs uh, and attempting to fight the dude. You put a phone call that you had with your coach, an intimate phone call, online you put a fine online like a fine a, a fine slip online then you go to the Patriots not one but two allegations one sexual one non-sexual allegations come out now whether that's what they happen, whether it happened or not I'm not saying it did but what I am what, what I, the thing that I don't get is the one the second allegation that you have of assault like the next day you text that person, <laughs> you text that person, threatening text, the day or two after you get accused of ting her. AB did this to himself. Do I think AB would be in the league again? Probably. I mean, he's that good. Like I just said. He is, when he's right and when he's healthy and when he's on the field, he's probably the best wide receiver in the league, at least top three. And he is a future Hall of Famer. Like, he's done enough to be a future Hall of Famer. But everything that he's done can also have you sit back and think, is, is, is he done? Is, is this it for him? Because he quit, and I know for this year he's not playing. But what team is gonna want to try it? Hell, if a team, if a team doesn't want to put Colin Kaepernick on the field, and all he did was kneel, where do you think this? Right, you know, right now, A. B. is radioactive. You don't want to touch anything that's radioactive at least until it stabilizes. So that's why I, when you hold you got to hold somebody accountable at the start or you're going to have situations like you have with Antonio Brown. He goes so far left it's like you can't do nothing about it at this point cuz you've enabled it for so long. So um yeah, that's my thoughts on A. B. Man. It, it's it's sad to know that a, a someone that talented, and, and, and he might not be throwing away his talent because, of course, anybody can get right, anybody can get rehabilitated, you know, rehabilitated or whatever it is. I know he went back to school, uh, Central Michigan. So, shouts out to him, but. At least from right now, it looks like somebody is throwing away such an um, enormous amount of talent for no reason, just just for his ego, or, or or I don't I don't it it's it's I don't know, I don't know. Ab, AB is a is a character that I don't know the NFL has seen before. I know um, Terrell Owens had his uh, situations, but he never had off-the-field situations. It was always on the field. Um, I know Randy Moss had his situations, but Randy Moss wasn't. By the time, you know, Randy Moss, he he honed it in, especially when he went to an organization that held him accountable, i.e. the Patriots. I don't know. I can see A.B. continuing to play, but then I I can also see him being done for forever because I don't know who would want to take a chance on him. But I hope he's not finished, but then I hope he does understand that if he does come back, I don't know how many more chances he's going to get. Hell, you blew it with three organizations, one of which the Patriots is known to – they don't care what you did before us, i.e. Randy Moss. We'll still take you in and just don't do nothing with us. And he did something with them. So, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Speaking of I don't know, let's move on to Vontaze Burfick. I do know. For people that didn't see uh, on Sunday, Vontaze Perfect, um they were playing the Colts and he... Hit a player um, helmet to helmet like it was clearly a dirty hit. He even walked off the field winking and waving at people, um, and he knew what he did. I'm not for. I'm I'm never the one to say somebody should lose their job. I'm not one to say somebody doesn't deserve this, that, and third because it it's not for me to say what somebody deserves and what somebody doesn't deserve. Or it's not for me to say that person deserves to work, that person doesn't deserve to work. But what I can say is this, Vontez Burfik, nearly every season that he plays always has an incident of a dirty hit, of a play that he just takes incredibly too violently, or tries to, clearly tries to hurt somebody, and I understand that um, the NFL is a physical sport uh, and you have to be a tad bit crazy to play it, or football is a physical sport and you have to be a tad bit crazy to to play it, but Vontez Perfect continues year after year to. You know, he is, he's an habitual line stepper. He continues to go to cross that line. And this year, due to that hit, he got suspended the entire year. And then I, I just sit back and think, how many times is a team going to put him on the field? And... How many times is he going to like what does he have to show you to let you know he might not he might not be mentally stable enough to be on this field. I'm not blaming this on mental health. I'm not blaming that at all. What I'm blaming it on is on this man can't get right. This man cannot abide by the rules. This man cannot play by the rules. This man cannot. He seemingly has Malice in his heart every time he steps on that field trying to hurt somebody because it seems like every now seems like every year is something different with Montez Berfe. While it's something different, it's something the same. He always has a dirty hit, he always either gets fined or gets suspended. And the dirty hit that hit on Sunday could have killed dude because he went that this man. Head first, full speed. Montez Burfik, if you ask me, should not be in the league anymore. I I get if you do it maybe once or twice, I get it. Sometimes you cross the line, like I said, your adrenaline is rushing, you know, sometimes you cross the line. I get once or twice, but every single year, Every year, there's a problem with Vontez Perfect. Every year. Every year, we sit and think, okay, he did it again. Is he going to get fined? Is he going to get suspended? It's like every year, I hear, oh, Vontez Perfect should not be in the league. Uh, Get this guy out of here. And every year, he gets signed or he gets fined or he just gets suspended for a couple games and comes back. Like... There has to be a certain point where you tell yourself or a team tells themselves or the league tells themselves, you know what? Yeah, man, this 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 player. he No, no, it, no, I, I don't. I, it's not. No, because at this point, he could kill somebody. He could most definitely kill somebody. And I wouldn't want to be that team that allows him on the field and that happens. That's all I'm saying. I would not want to be on the field. I wouldn't want to be that team that knows he has that issue and knows that he continues to do that. Yet, every single time, We we continue to give him a second chance, and I don't want to be that team that that one second chance you give him, he goes way too far, and ends up, unfortunately, hurting someone's ending someone's career, or or worse. I don't want to be that team. So as a point, you have to tell yourself, okay, yeah, we're we're done with this guy. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Let me get off this. Let me get off. Uh, let me let me get on my soapbox real quick. <laughs> Washington Redskins. Dan Snyder. Jake Gruden. You know, year after year, it's it's tough being a Redskins fan, man. It it's like sometimes we have the most unrealistic, uh, unrealistic um, expectations of the team. But this year I knew there was a lot wrong with this team. And year after year, there's always something wrong, whether they're defense, um, coaching, offense. This year it's almost everything. The defense has fallen apart um you can tell the locker room jay gruden has lost the locker room you can tell that when he uh benched ap the first game and then players came out like why would you bench a hall of famer um unexpectedly uh then you throw dwayne haskins in no first of all you continue to say you're going with case keenum even though every time case keenum has been a starting quarterback that team has, looked, has been looking for a starting quarterback. That's all I'm saying about that. Um, Trent Williams' situation, he doesn't trust the front office, so he's not even playing. Um, your best player right now is Terry McLaurin, who is a rookie, who is hurt. Um, let me talk about Jay Gruden real quick, man. I understand that this is not the team. I understand that we're riddled with injury. I mean, we expected Colt McCoy to start, even though Colt McCoy isn't really a starter. He hasn't been a starter since Texas. Um, I understand Colt McCoy isn't playing. Uh, We didn't expect to have uh, or have Case Keenum start the year as as, um, starter. There was a report that saying Jay Gruden didn't even want Dwayne Haskins I understand that the de- a lot of the defense is injured. I understand Trent Williams isn't playing. But there's a difference between not having those players due to injury, which is, which is the case, and losing a locker room. And as you've seen, it looks like they've lost a the locker room. Players, not only is the offense just terrible, but the defense looks like they give up because they're on the field so long, so many, so long. Because your offense sucks, and isn't this a year that they're, they're, they're um, Jay Gruden's calling plays? I digress. Then you have, then you have the Monday night game with the Bears. Thankfully, he didn't throw in Dwayne Haskins after that game. I mean, during that game, because it's the Bears. You don't want to kill the man. But you throw him in against the Giants. And he clearly did not look right. But then you want to lie and say, no, I'm not going to say lie. Then you want to say the reason why you threw him in is because Case Keenan was injured. Even though Case Keenum said he wasn't injured, he was fine, ready to go. Like I said about um, Vontaze Perfect, and of course, Jay Gruden is not only on the same field as Vontaze Perfect, but, or same ballpark as Vontaze Perfect, but as a coach, I get If you don't have the pieces that you thought you would have, I get that. But if you don't even have the locker room, if the locker room doesn't wanna play for you, then you have to start, as an organization, you have to start looking and say, okay, we might need to get rid of this coach. And the one person that needs to go, that can't go, is Dan Snyder, the owner. I don't know how many times he has made the dumbest decision possible. You pay Landon Collins a fortune, even though he wasn't even on the market for a fortune. You pay Josh Norman a fortune, even though Josh Norman has had maybe one or two good seasons, and both of those seasons were not in the Washington Redskins uniform. You... It seems like every player, except for Kirk Cousins, that you let go becomes a superstar on another team. Which should tell you something about your team. And, you know, it's tough being a Redskins fan, man. There's so much wrong with this team. And the the worst part about it is you can fire Jay Gruden. But that doesn't solve any, that solves one of many problems. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like, I'm not going to make that analogy. It's like, um, it's like you have five cups and you turn and you have five faucets and you turn each faucet on the cups begin to over you know begin to overflow and flood you turn one faucet off that cup stops flooding or stop overflowing the problem is you still have four overflowing cups and now you have to decide or figure out how not only do you stop the overflooding i mean overflowing of four cups but then you have to stabilize each cup that's what the Redskins The Redskins are five overflowing cups in the, on five faucets that are turned on high. That's the Redskins right now. Oh, man. Before I get off um, the NFL. One thing, the last thing I'm talking about for the NFL is Cam Newton. So as we know, Cam Newton is injured right now um, and rehabbing an injury. And Kyle, was it Kyle Murray or Kyle something? Uh, Kyle Allen, what's his name? Hold on, Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Yeah, I was right. Kyle Allen is looking incredible. He's, he, he, you know, I'm a big Cam Newton fan and I, I would be, I would be blind if I didn't say, or I would be lying if I didn't say Cam Newton has his issues. Sometimes, um, he's not really the most accurate quarterback. Um, sometimes he, he stays in the pocket a little too long. Sometimes he stays in the pocket a little too short and just Bart you know dart sometimes he sees ghosts because he's been hit so many times but i understand that cam newton has his limitations but i do also understand i don't think a player should lose their job due to an injury i feel especially a player as cam newton has set several records he's probably the 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 uh, Panthers' best quarterback they've ever had. He took him to a Super Bowl. He's an MVP. Yet, they are talking about this man like, man, look. I don't think that Cam Newton should lose his job. I think that he should. There's, there's most definitely a starting a, a quarterback battle going on right now when he gets back. I think that you should allow him to try to win his job again, Um, but this could be the end of the Cam Newton era in Carolina. Do I think it should be? No, but it could be, because right now everybody's loving uh, Kyle Allen, and he's playing really well, don't get me wrong, he's playing phenomenally, but... You still have Cam Newton, man, and there gets to a point where you have to, you have to say, okay, is Cam Newton getting, is Cam Newton the quarterback? When healthy, because the last maybe two or three years, he hasn't been healthy. When healthy, can Cam Newton take us to where we want to go? He did it before, but can Cam Newton do it again? If that's the case, then no, he shouldn't lose his starting job to Kyle Allen but if you don't think he is, then you might need to let him go. And I'm not saying that saying Cam Newton doesn't deserve it. a starting job, period, because as we know, someone's going to pick Cam Newton up. But it's just, his time could be over in Carolina. You know, we, the, writing, the, the writing was on the wall for the Legion of Boom and most of the Seahawks. I think even though that was a two-year, maybe three-year dominance, That rail went. That well ran dry. We could be seeing that with Cam Newton and um, and the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, uh, we could we could be seeing that. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I just don't think you should lose your job when you're injured, especially when you're a franchise player. So, that's just me. Before we go, uh, just a couple quick things. The NBA ESPN and Bleach Report put out some lists (laughs) that were just egregious. Some of them had uh, Kobe Bryant at like 14. Some of them didn't even have Allen Iverson. In fact, I don't think both of them didn't have Allen Iverson, I don't think. One of them had, I mean, Steph Curry is my favorite player right now, but they had Steph Curry 10th. What I'm going to do? It's going to be a little special, probably before the season starts, not before the preseason, before the actual season. I'm going to get together. I'm going to have a roundtable with a couple of podcasters, a couple of people that I know know sports. And we're going to do a top 50 players of all time. Like a serious. I didn't want to do this until I saw the nasty list that came out. And I think it will be fun. So I'm going to do a top 10. I mean, no top 50 all time players with and It's not just going to be me. It's going to be. A couple people that I know, a couple podcasters, a couple sports people that I know, know basketball really, you know, really good. So that's I'm not even going to really talk about those lists because I think they were horrible. They had Clay Thompson, um, 49th, and had, uh, had uh, CJ McCollum, like 13th, had Luka Doncic, 16th. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm gonna do my own list now. If you don't, if you don't agree with my list, once I do it, of course you can always comment. It is what it is. This is will be my. It will be a constructed list between me and like maybe four people. So, stay tuned on that. That's gonna be before the season. I'm not gonna talk about them lists anymore. Uh, media day happened. That looked. That looked. You know, Kyrie and Katie looked good in the in the Brooklyn um Brooklyn uniform. KD had a birthday that came last week. Happy belated birthday to you KD. Um, you know, media day and with media day comes a lot of excitement. Um, you know, you're starting to see players in their new uniforms. Uh Chris Paul looked <laughs> looked <laughs> look funny as ever in that um in that OKC uniform, man. It Oh man, Chris Paul. So, you know, it's media day. It, it's clean it's you know that that means that the season is official. or the the yeah, the season is officially upon us. I think it's maybe like twenty two days or something, or twenty three days before the season starts. I don't know. But there's that. Um MLB wild card. Uh tonight I know the Washington Nationals play the Milwaukee Brewers, um, and I know for the AL, Oakland and Tampa Bay is in the wild card. So, look, I'm a Washington fan. I, we got to win, man. We got to win. That and, and I talked about I talked about that in one podcast. I do not understand why it is a long season. It is a 160-something game season, yet the wild card. And almost every team we play is a series. Yet I don't understand how the wild card is a one and done. A, it doesn't make any type of sense to me. But here we are. Let's go, Washington. Your bull. We have probably the worst bullpen in history. But we're in the wild card, and we have a lot of solid young players. So let's go. Let's go. You know. <laughs> I need Washington to win, man. I'm actually working the game. I'm working that game tonight. So if Washington keeps winning, I keep working. Boom. Um, And before we go, before we go, I have to give a shout-out to the Washington Mystics. Um, They are currently in the WNBA Finals against the Connecticut uh, Suns. Uh, The... We all know about Lynn Deladon. We all know how good she is, but there has been multiple players. Uh, Cloud has stepped up. Tolliver stepped up. Emma Mismen has has played like she's like she's a like she's Clay Thompson. <laughs> like there have been so many people to step up, and and it it, it started early, but it really showed in the Aces um, when they played the 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 Vegas Aces that series. You know, Emma. Emma was the Emma to me. Emma Mieseman was the reason why they won that series. Cause yeah, they were up two zero, but they got blasted when they went to Vegas, and they had a Vegas looked like all they needed was one more win, and they had all the momentum, and they looked like they were about to they were about to win game four, but Mieseman just she went on like eleven zero run herself, so you know, shouts out to the Mystics tonight. They're playing tonight, uh, game two of the Connecticut Sun. They won game one. Um, I, I said it before. I would love to go to the game, but I can't because I have to work tonight. So, um, I am going to the parade though. I need the Mystics to win because I want to go to the parade again. They are playing the Connecticut Sun tonight, uh, in game two. Shouts out to the Mystics. Um, I need y'all to win. I need y'all to win. And that, there you have it, man. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you guys that asked me, yo, where the hell was I? Was where the hell was I? Was <laughs> where the hell was I for the two weeks? Again, I'm back. It was a it was a very hectic two weeks, but I am back. Um, oh, also, unpopular questions is back. So do not forget to send your questions. You can text, call, email, hit in the comments. DM. I don't care. Send me your comments. Unpopular Questions is back on Thursday. This is the Unpopular Podcast now. I appreciate everyone that is listening, watching. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. It would mean a lot to me. And please share it with somebody. If you like it, hey, man, share it, man. You know, I appreciate it. Uh, And until next time, much love.
1: What is what we're doing? The cold out my heart Went and put it on the watch Middle finger hanging out the bins Feel like pop Spitting on your cameras Bandana with the knock Competition looking for me I was waiting at the top But ain't no competition Ain't no one in my position Didn't mean to flex on niggas Wasn't my decision the God told me do it So I did it on And hoes gonna be hoes I ain't tripping on them. Niggas dying to be me So I'm living on them. It's just they want to pay attention I'ma bill it on them I don't feel her like she feel me But I'm feeling on them. She thought the sky was Falling when I drop the silicone on em, uh. Then she went and dropped the panties, fuck your heart I want the Grammy, don't take Molly, don't take Xenies But this weed inside the pantry, I get hot To get by, she go low cause she my hoe Shout out Reen, that's the bro hey, Shout out to my motherfucking walls uh, We ain't never home, we on the road Ain't no letting up, ain't catching up, we on the road Let me post. Pretty motherfucker put me on the front of vote. Niggas tryna beat her bro, but they don't know the code. No. I put her in history and soul around the globe. Oh, this about to be the greatest story never told. Niggas niggas told huh? If you ain't know, then now you know. Niggas niggas know huh? I wasn't welcome, I imposed. Huh? I put this dick inside her soul, I nigga. In uh, her soul. Just to get up under niggas' skin. <laughs> Fucking with the same sex, they say it's a sin. Huh? But i am a to and she a fan, it's a synonym. <laughs> Middle finger hanging on the bands, feel like pops. Spitting on your cameras, bandana with the knot. Competition looking for me, I was waiting at the top But ain't no competition, ain't no one in my position Didn't mean to flex niggas, wasn't my decision God told me do it, so I did it on them. And hoes gonna be hoes, I ain't tripping on them I don't feel her like she feel me, but I'm feeling on them She thought the sky was falling when I dropped the ceiling on them Niggas dying to beat me, so I'm living on them And since they wanna pay attention, I'ma build it on them it